I woke up to Nigeria on Friday. On Friday, panicking. When that day you called me? Yes, but later, after I spoken to these two people first, okay. then I called you. Because I wanted to be sure that I could bring them here okay. before I run it by you. Okay. These two people are the hardest people to catch in Lagos. I know now. They are big people now. See, I tell you, Drew, that I literally chase Ejiro all the time. And anytime he tells me to go away, I literally come back again. I'm that, I'm that annoying that's fly. Like, you're making me sound like I'm abusive. No, 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 no. Far from it. And it's nothing about being abusive. It's just like, Ejiro has so much he's doing. And sometimes he's just like in his own space and you can't reach him. Yeah, I get Because of yeah. people think I'm a millionaire. You need to... You need to Adrian, you put money. me in trouble at some point How? because the two ads were showing back to back on that night and everybody was panicking. Oh, he's on the travel better and I'm like, for okay. I'm like that he did tell talk. me there was another swiping ad. I didn't know it was going to be there. I didn't know it was going to be on Big Brother. And I didn't know the other one was going to be on Big Brother. Yeah, but you didn't tell me now. Remember? You didn't tell me anything about Big Brother. I hope LRS is listening. No, you told me about travel better. Yes, but it was for the BB Ninja, this thing we did. As in, I was shocked when people were calling Yo, you're a big brother. I'm like, doing what? Like, what am I doing there? So, what happened to Big Brother? Like, He's on an advert that is running on, on Big Brother oh, right now. Okay. Yeah. So, as in my millionaire now. So, I'm going to send you my invoice. How is this happening? I'll ask you soon. Come and meet you. I pay my tax. Sir, okay. you pay your tax. Have you ever been stopped and asked, do you pay your tax? No, I haven't. I've heard that people get stopped. I have a guy who owns like a music website, popular music website. They saw the police stopped him because his car was quite, you know. Ostentatious one. Then I said, sir, please, can we check your tax ID papers? And Mm-mm. he put it out and they saw it was complete and they let him go. Wow. Does the police even know what to check there? I think those ones were like the real They ones. were, yeah, the actual police. Like the people that collect two million. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They I get that. They know their job. They know the mm. so, yeah. the, but there's a loss in communication down the line. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Hi, man. Welcome to a new episode. Obviously, you know my name by now. If you don't know, <laughs> you're a first time listener. My name is AOT2. I am Tayo. My co-host is here. Ugochi. Ugochi, a.k.a. the Bo Stallion. Thank you. Yes. What? I mean, yeah, <laughs> Not to be mistaken with the elegant stallion. <laughs> from, the same, from the same region in Nigeria. Oh, my word. And we have two lovely guests here. Yes. Two lovely, lovely guests. And of this pod, first of all, disclaimer, is about to be real. Yeah, this is a special, a special yeah, episode. Yeah, it's about to be really So we real. might not give you a normal, like, features, like, exactly. uh, flop and pro- pop of the week. Yeah. This flop of the week was Nigeria, so let's not yeah, even Normal, standard, yes, is a given. Standard, you know as it is. We have Chidera here, who is a friend of the house by now. So, yeah. but in case you don't know her, mm-hmm. she recently um, allowed me to be in one of her docu series. Yes. Yeah, she managed twenty-eight minutes long, but actually, way. I did tell me very well because I thought I said rubbish, but when I watched, I was like, bro, You're so smart, <laughs> bro. Man, I should be on CNN. <laughs> yeah, man, what's up, Chidera? Hi guys. I, I think I need to introduce you. Yeah. I think actually both of them. So yeah, since you are in the same Coven chapter. Yes, we yeah. are. All are. What's Coven? Uh, ah, he, he thinks mm. I'm, I'm a feminist now, so he thinks I'm in the Coven. But oh, that's why you have, you have the shirt, Coven. Oh. Yeah, because I am a Coven member of the idea, not that sex. You ran the Coven, that's fine. Okay. Interchangeably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have here today Chidera, and I don't want us. Chidera Moka is not just. Chidera, I just realized today that Chidera Moka is no longer Chidera Moka. She's House of Zeta. Mm-hmm. Like, people call her Madam Zeta. Like, for the longest, Chidera has just been Chidera to me. Chidera is a rebel impact storyteller. Mm-hmm. That's what she does. She owns a rebel impact storytelling company. my bio, okay? Rebel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like rebel impact Yeah, she, she, she tells the stories that matter because that's the kind of stories we need to tell and we need to yeah. hear in Nigeria. Frequently. So, Chidera, why haven't we produced the film together yet? 
Bro, you probably didn't know that part of Chidera, but now you see. Do you just understand why I've? You know what I was talking to you about on Friday. That's why. Just yeah. why we're meeting people. And then we have Ejiro Isigune here. Ejiro has been my friend for a while. Those these will actually be my friends for well, friends for a while. And Ejiro is a patriot, and he's also a storyteller. Patriots for Nigeria. A lot in of Nigeria, storytellers today on the pod. A lot of storytellers because yeah. what we're about to say today is a story, <coughs> but not just any kind of story. It's not folklore. It's our reality right now. It's not tales by moonlight. Exactly. It's, it's, it's our reality right now. And that's the story we have chosen today to tell, you know. And so who best to create it than two storytellers? And oh no, and an excellent writer. Come on. And Where's me, it? of course. And me, of course, the best orator. <laughs> <laughs> the idealistic orator. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's um, what I feel here, Phil. Phil, Mr. Producer. Part of the, half, half of the celibacy boys. You know you guys have opened branch. Yes, no. There's an Instagram post. So one guy put celibacy Yeah, boys. he posted it. I'll, Just I'll check on the two, three, four um, stories. Our movement is going. Celibacy is the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in case you don't know, they say the HIV AIDS uh, rate is going up. Especially in Lake area. So ah. let you lucky people know. When, when I got into uni, there yeah. was a report that they released in school that my set had the most people with HIV AIDS. Wow. It just only because where the sets with the highest number plus where the set that actually did medicals. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't. Okay. So I don't understand where the data was coming from. I was like, oh, okay. okay. In comparison scary, to, scary data. Do you understand? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. If this is your first time listening, please subscribe. Also share. If you share the game, just share it once again. Mm-hmm. And also leave comments and feedback on the Apple podcast or any other streaming podcast uh, platform you're mm-hmm. listening, listening, used to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Or, and follow or, us social media yes, on at two three four essential. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's start. Okay. Let's start with Twitter of the week. Yeah. Uh, and this is why that's I mean. the only thing. And I hate Nigerian banks. Yeah. I swear to God, I hate Nigerian banks. Mm, I detest. Nigerian banks and any place you have to go to and wait for service is yeah it's terrible. Any service delivery company or service in Nigeria, like you want to go and buy food, yeah, and there's an extreme spot. Only one person at the counter. Yeah, I do not understand. And a, and a POS that doesn't work. And the POS never works. It's part of the script. And you see staff behind the counter. All of them are just plenty. And I play snake on their Nokia phone. Do you know that I realized that Nigerians actually overemploy? Yeah. They actually overemploy. Yes. The business might not be up and running as it should. You but, have 100 staff. But they won't do anything. Nothing. Because it's not their job. They're just faffing around. Yeah. So somebody tweeted, all Nigerian banks will have seven counters with only two people attending. Mm. A lady with a crazy attitude and a guy who keeps appearing and disappearing. Yeah. And He's the manager. Very very, very, very yeah. apt. He's the manager that will come and help with the console when they make a mistake. And that lady with the crazy mm. attitude is playing solitaire. Yeah, somehow. And I was telling you that the server is, sir, server is down. I and can't she's do just like, I don't even understand. Yeah, I can't do anything. Oh, Mike. Okay, my confronto. Get person. But you know what? When the server is down, and everything there's somebody that's at the back of the queue. Maybe it's our customer. Mm. Oh, mm. <laughs> say no, he's just. And now get cleared like five minutes, and he has to wait. They say, sir, your signature is irregular. No, understand. Oh my lord, that's, bro, it's, it's me. Terrible. Don't look at him for cute picture. I let me go. Why? It's horrible. I hate Nigerian bank. It's horrible. There's a Nigerian bank that when the COVID lockdown started and. <laughs> Okay, not when the COVID lockdown started, but yeah. when they when they lifted the lockdown a little mm. bit, and all other banks had canopies for mm, that. Mm-hmm. There's one bank I'll mention their name. They just rebranded. They put code behind their name now. Yeah. <laughs> they could not even give anybody 
just one canopy seat, <laughs> one seat. Proud. Very proud much. Very proud. Very proud. And God, God will catch them. But unfortunately, they don't have class and they are proud. They don't have class. Class. And do you know the interesting thing? They are losing a lot of employees right now. Yeah, yeah. A I, whole lot. I read one funny bad story. There was a bank, right? They mm. they sent out a, like a memo to like two thousand of their or like two hundred or two thousand of their staff mm. members, right? That they should come for training at a special center. Mm. When they got in, they got their sack later. Oh my God. Plus 200K for thanks for coming. <laughs> wow. Based on, based on prostitution. What? They're supposed to give them like a full package. Like yeah. Like working like 10 years, yeah. 15 years. They get in 200K. Thanks for coming. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. You're out of here. You understand? That's cool. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. From incredible sites. They, that site only does investigative journalism in Nigeria. You guys have A lady said she was pregnant. She had to she was heavily pregnant during that period. And she had to go for the training. She had to go for the training. And she, she got sacked. <laughs> she, got, she, got, she got a pink slip. So what do you expect those 2,000 people to do? Probably not 2,000. Probably 200. Yeah, I think it's 200. I don't think a bank can get like two, two, probably 200. Yeah. They'll just start doing, uh, start selling food Instagram on Instagram. Instagram hair. And Instagram hair. And you know. Wow. That's it's, crazy. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. All righty. All right, let's start what we've come to do in the words of Fela Kuti. <laughs> All right, so there's no farm mail, right? So yeah. let's just start with the biggest news that happened in Nigeria. The previous week, because you've been listening to this on a Wednesday mm-hmm. or any day that you choose to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has heard of the Nigerian Defense Academy before, right? Yeah. It's meant to be a place where if you want to be part of the Nigerian Defense, blah, 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 that's the school you go to. Mm. Yeah. And you think that that should be, should be one of the safest places in Nigeria, apart from Asu Rock and the <laughs> other barracks. You think, oh, NDA is pretty safe. Yeah. Nobody will fuck mm-hmm. with anybody there. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, bandits... And I'm saying bandits return. Thank you. <laughs> bandits invade NDA. Q2 officers adopt, adopt one. I'm reading from the punch. Nigeria's foremost military university, the Nigerian Defense Academy in Kaduna, was on Tuesday attacked by bandits who killed two officers and abducted one other. The bandits invaded the permanent site of the institution located along the airport road, Afaka in the Gabi, local government area of Kaduna State, around 1 a.m. A source told our correspondent that the hoodlums who were dressed in military camouflage <laughs> beat the guards and headed for the officers' quarters. This is one of the reasons why you don't, you're not allowed to wear camouflage in Nigeria. Incidentally, the military institution is... But they let us understand that it is special. There's the something what? special about their camouflage. Yes, but also it's for security reasons. Mm. Incidentally, the military institution is opposite the Federal College of Forestry Mechanization, Afaka, where 39 students were abducted by bandits on March 11, 2021. The bandits demanded 500 million naira a few days after the abduction. But they were finally released after spending 50 days in the bandits then, following the inter- intervention of former President Olusha Gombasanjo and the controversial Islamic cleric, Sheikh Ahmad Gumi. Yes, and this is the story I woke up to. I also I woke up to, but I saw it and I was like, okay, we are fucked in this country. Like, this is... When, the, when was this story released again? Um, uh, 24th of August. That's on Tuesday. Yes, I, I want to assume. And then there's an interview on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an interview on... Thursday, let me the interview with notes. the Commodore. Um, so the NDA later confirmed the attack to be true. Mm-hmm. Then we now had uh, an interview with the Com- a, a former on Channel CB, a former Nigerian. How, what do you, how do you call him? Co- what? Commodore. Yeah, oh, okay. What I'm trying to look for his uh, official title. Oh, you guys, I forgot to mention um, Ijuri is a lawyer. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Shout out to all the lawyers. Well, he knows the law. They have left law. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Left he, law. he has left law. Yeah. <laughs> okay. F- former Navy Commodore Kunle Olawumi retired on mm. Wednesday. He said that the Nigerian government knows Wednesday. those behind the decade-long 
Boko Haram insurgency in the country. Mm. If you know what the interview, please watch it it's like an hour long. Yeah. But the guy really says something. Are you guys going to have any CTA that kind of puts this in? Yeah, the... we'll put it, we'll put mm-hmm. it there. Mm-hmm. And tell TOC to put it there. And the guy actually made some very, very strong allegations concerning the issue of banditry in Nigeria. Mm. And I have a question. Andrew, yeah. they're about to arrest us. <laughs> I know, they can't arrest me. So. <laughs> Straight. So I just wanted to add something because I also worked so in a youth organization. Yes, please continue. Like I tell everybody, anything you see or hear about me, I do it in my full chest. There's nothing on me on the internet that I don't like. Mm. You always get it, right? Mm. So it's positioning, right? And I think we are dealing with very smart people, but we try to think, oh, they're old. They're they don't old, know anything. Yeah. And that's something no. that we really need see, to... That's their edge. Yeah, so that's something that we need to be able to you know, really demystify. Yeah. When I see you on Twitter, I say, oh, these people are old. I'm like, bro. Yeah. So like, you, you're, you're dealing joking? you're dealing with people who um, worked on your constitution. You're dealing with people who have put your government or your country from colonialism into military and into democracy. You're not dealing with idiots. Mm. That that idea is very weird. So I'm going to say something um, Chatan Wanze told me when we were doing what's next. Mm. He said, Nigeria, like the Nigerian government has a way with words, right? And during everything that you can see about the history of Nigerian protests, they've been, they've termed them riots. So when you yeah. see them, you're, when you see a riot, you're wondering why are these people rioting? Why are they violent? And you need to yeah. put the rioters down. Yeah. But when you call it a protest, your question is why are they protesting? protesting? So the Nigerian government has a way with words. If the president releases a statement calling them bandits, who are you? to change that bandit to terrorists. So the language in media, they're very careful to put this um, this language, this word, to explain it as something. So Mm. that's what you now begin to To carry carry on. So I don't think there is a collective um, meeting every time that even young journalists have. It's just that when I want to talk about this situation, we will say headsmen, we will say unknown gunmen, we will say bandits because from the security agencies that have released the statements, this is how they've been termed, you know, and that's how they've just carried it. Mm-hmm. I don't so, know if that so, explains. Yeah, so I think, um, so that worries me. Yeah, it is worrisome. That worries me because the media space is supposed to be independent. Yeah, and but it's, it's not. supposed to be, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of our problems. Mm-hmm. The media space isn't very independent mm-hmm. and Many people are not doing enough work. Exactly. Because when the attacks happened at the NDA, I was seeing like news reports, like people are just posting bandits, bandits. And I was like, no, I was bandits, like bandits. Almost everybody on my WhatsApp. I'm like, how the hell do bandits break into the NDA? Like, what are you what guys saying? What is a saying? bandit? Do you understand what a like, bandit what, like, is? Like, what are you guys saying? No this tools, is not some no highway equipment. robbery or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, serious. Like, so as in, it's very upsetting to me. Um, because it means that we are trivializing mm. something. The issue. Was it you mm-hmm. that said it? Said yeah. If you replace bandits, bandits with terrorists. terrorists yeah. I posted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been so, with terrorists for a long time now. Yeah. But they just keep saying, oh, it's bandits. Everything it's is bandits. quiet. Everything is or, quite or systemat- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is quite mm-hmm. systematic. Like, Ugochi said at the beginning of the podcast, Ugochi called me very early in the morning. Ugochi doesn't call me. <laughs> Period. <laughs> She just shows up at your house. Literally. Or <laughs> send her a message. She never calls me. Oh, which I called me the night before. During the and Yeah. And then she called me very early in the morning. Before 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like before 7, maybe. I think it was 7. Well, I, I like to say this about the media, that um, the media as the fourth estate of the realm in Nigeria is, is a myth. 
Yeah. Bro. The days of where we had Delegiwa. Like, when we are there. Who fought for? Who, who fought, fought for? for what it was? Do you, uh, do you, and it was silenced you know, by the Nigerian government. Independent blogs and people who are doing things. We don't know our history. We don't. Yeah. Eoti says something on what's next. We Nigerians don't know their history for a reason. It's yeah. intentional. Very intentional. Right? Like when Ugochi called me and she explained everything to me, I said, Ugochi, I've been in this headspace since January, because yeah. that's when we filmed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. since then, I started looking at more things, trying to, like, I always looked at the news to say, what is this about and how is it going on? And we're, we're starting something that I feel is really great. And it goes back to the constitution. And this woman sat, like my neighbor, she sat down and broke it down to me. And I was so scared for Nigeria. I am scared. And this is what she said. Everything that's happening in Nigeria for the past six to seven years is systematic to 2023, where they declare a state of emergency. Hmm. This person stays in power, and you are not going to be able to do anything. Why are people not saying anything? Why are people not awake? Why? Like, there's a lot of questions. Adrian, you said something. You said something when I called you. You said until people can start to demand for democracy. Say that. Say that. See, you I said it that morning. Exactly See, Idris said to me. Idris yeah. said to me. Until Nigerians get to understand that you are in a democracy and demand for it every time, not some days, like basically, demand for it every time. So, so go back. You're going to continue to so write us. Go back to Nigeria's history, right? Yeah. This democracy that we 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 started practicing in 1979 or so. Mm. Pardon me, historians, right? Mm. It's not like. Americans who created democracy knew why they were creating democracy. Mm-hmm. They were coming from a monarchy mm-hmm. from Europe and said, mm-hmm. you know what? There's this new land. We are going there where every man is created equal. Yeah. I think it's in that constitution that says, yeah. Uh, we hold these truths. Yeah. It's not a constitution. It's, uh, um, no. it's the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. There's a mm-hmm. statement. Yeah, yeah the statement like that. Mm-hmm. Hold this whole truth that every man is equal. Right? Yeah. There's a reason why they did that. Nigeria just woke up and, and the elites talks. just said, we are doing democracy. Mm. So Niger- the common Nigerian doesn't know what democracy, what democracy is. A yeah. child in America knows what democracy is yeah. because it's great your culture. Yeah. Your grand- That's why you see in some American families, your great-grandfather was a Democrat. They have, they have generations that, you know what, like the Kennedy family. It's an them, ideology. It's an ideology passed down for... Very systemic. Yeah. It's like somebody called me for something that they were working on and they were telling me, okay, about the Umwada and August mm. meeting. And I had to break it down to them. And which is how... The Igbo culture and government is, is autocratic. Uh, exactly. Everybody has their leader yeah. and it is very participatory. Yeah. So just because you've come, like, I mean, for the longest time in secondary school, I really hated the Igbo government because it was put in a space where they told us that we were decentralized and being yeah. decentralized was a bad, bad thing. Right? Oh my but God. what it did not do or what it didn't tell me was it's that the benefits. Of, it's the benefits of this different economic, political, and social segment mm-hmm. and what they contributed to say, this is the school of thought of my people in the Umwa world. This yeah. Thing, Think. Yeah. Right? And we must be represented. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. When you're sharing this, when you're doing this, the way we feel, Think about us too. Thank you. Yeah. The same with, with the Umuna, the same thing with the Umwada. Everybody is There's a lot of autonomy. There's, yeah. And that is what, first of all, the system of government Nigeria is operating is Disfunct. rubbish. Leave this big English that we're speaking. Yeah. Because I want somebody that is listening to this pod, pod has no background of yeah. politics, economy, yeah. social, yeah. to understand what we're saying. It's yeah. rubbish because the systems that we've all merged together do not work. work. Truly. Which yeah. is why this person was telling me, Okay, don't even think about the coming elections. Don't say you want to bring parties to, like, with youth or people that know it. First of all, we need to annul that constitution. Yeah. Yeah. You need to annul that body of work that says we are one. 
And then when we now bring all we have to the table, we can decide if what we want, we want to, to yeah. do. Because right now, that's not the decision. On what's next, we're talking about political apathy. And I, I just kind of thought about what you said. Mm-hmm. Why won't there be political apathy when the people don't even know what they are and what exactly. their roles are in this place? Exactly. People are not voting. Look at the local government elections that are held in Lagos mm-hmm, and Ogun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many people? How many people actually voted you know the funny for thing. their local government? You know government? the funny thing about that? Sorry, before like mm-hmm. two months before then. Mm-hmm. You know, Twitter always has a day where they just attack Tinubu. And, yeah. and I'm like, attacking Tinubu on Twitter is not the issue. Yeah. Never. Are you going to vote on when it's time for local yeah. government would elections? You, would you go out? And we saw, we saw the turnout. Yeah. People were actually chilling watching Big Brother Nigeria mm-hmm. during the day of Consciously. Bro. That Big Brother is even a tool. But Israel, I feel like I want you to say something based on the legal perspectives that have been brought up, aspects that have been brought up Sorry, here. I'm actually not feeling very well. Yeah. So yeah, he says so. Today. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I'll just talk about a couple of things. The first thing is we are a country in a country that is evolving, mm-hmm. right? Um, there are a couple of options that people always discuss. Many, many of them involve pain, right? And the thing is, we have a low pain threshold. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'll just go back to answers from last year. If you look at everything that's happened between um, October of last year and this year, you shouldn't be able to go to work in Nigeria. Yeah. That's just the truth. Yeah. Right? Like, we were protesting peacefully. Yeah. We also, it, it happened before our eyes. Yeah. Ra- oh rioters were sponsored to attack people who were yeah. protesting peacefully. It happened. Right? Cutlass, fire. The guys in Abuja were sleeping one day in front of CBN and they woke up with, like, matches on their body. That happened. Oh God. And then one night, right, people were gone down. Lucky I, I stayed on the road. I could hear the gunshots. Mm-hmm. The next day, the government said, the army released on Twitter fake news. Yeah. Since then, what has the army done? The army has moved from, oh, this is fake news, mm-hmm. to, okay, it's not so fake news, mm-hmm. to we did not shoot protesters, mm-hmm. to we shot with plastic bullets, mm-hmm. to we shot with live rounds, yeah. but we did not kill anybody. Yeah, nobody yeah. died. But nobody died. So you shot at a crowd yeah. with live bullets. But your bullets, they were wearing... And you yeah. are shooting <laughs> at Nigerians. You yeah. are meant to defend. Yeah. Meant to defend. Yeah. So if you oh, see God. how things have evolved, a couple of weeks ago, right, the guy comes out to say, yo, there are sponsors of Boko Haram who have killed thousands of Nigerians, displaced millions, they're in our government, yeah. right? This is the same... This is the man we're talking about right now. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we're talking about. And we are here, like... Like, I was watching KOB yesterday. And one of the things that they said in KOB was like, oh, when this news leaks, it will shake the presidency. I was like, what news? <laughs> Sorry, bro. Not to shake not to, not, not I saw that part and said it will shake the presidency. I'm like, bro. What news? We've heard worse before. The things that have happened in real life are worse than the things that they were alleging in the film. Yeah. But do I blame people? No, I don't. Because we all have a low pain threshold. Yes. After the shooting on October 30th, who went back out? I'd, I'd been protesting every day from the very first protest, very which true. was on a Thursday. Yeah. I protested every day it on started it. October yeah. 20th. Yes. But after the killing, first Every, of all, everybody I had like 400 phone calls. And then I was really afraid. Yeah. Why? Like, people were willing to die. But truth is, did anybody really believe that if they'll I take you go, They'll it? take you that far. No. Yeah. Right? So, oh, um, so there's that. And because the, and all the options that seem to work involve like pain and suffering, even though we have a lot of pain and suffering, we just seem like we don't want to make the, like do the things and demand. I keep on saying, right, for good or for bad, we are now Nigeria. Yeah. There's no easy way to unbundle the country. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, Sorry, I want to stop you. But a lot of people say, oh, they should let the country go. It's not that easy as, yeah. it, as it sounds. Yeah. Ask 
Russia and, and Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. easy bit on board in the country. Yeah. What it takes to amend our constitution requires consensus from all the states. Yes, all all thirty six. Right? All thirty six states need to agree. Then federal government needs to agree. So it is actually a difficult process, right? But we have agreed that. We believe that we do not want autocrats to rule us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether we've agreed virtually, we shall have a constitution that says that that's what we're entitled to. Mm-hmm. That we're entitled to freedom of speech and the rule of law and freedom to move freedom and all of, of this, movement, right? Yeah. So we've ag- like we say that we have those rights. The thing is, we need to keep on demanding it. And I'll use America as an example, right? America wrote in their Bill of Rights, foundation of the country, we hold these truths. To, to, be, evidence to be self-evident that, that all men are created equal. And yet, America was driving slave trade. Yeah. yeah. Right? And even after they stopped slave trade, trade. they were still oppressing black people. Systematically. Men and women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those people had to demand yeah. and keep on demanding yeah. and keep yeah. on demanding. And never stop. Selma. And they, and they are never stop. Like, I'm sorry yeah. to cut you short because I'm reading Jay-Z's um, autobiography by Michael Eric Dyson and I'm just, I'm barely in and this morning my brain has been shattered. Yeah. I can't even like to you. Just based on something right that you said. Yes, because they, he started with talking about how black people have been on the margins of white society and every protest and everything they've done up until now is still fighting that systematic racism. Yeah. It's been... Do you know about Black Wall Street? In yeah. Like, mm-hmm. bro, they keep on doing these things. In their history, it is ingrained there. And they've been fighting because, like you said, in their culture, they know what they want. They know exactly. what to fight for. The American I, culture is a culture of, let's rebel. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, but right here, you can't even say it. You like, to my mom, why are, you, why are you protesting answers? My mother will tell you, there's no evil person that wants this to come again because they know what happened yeah. to them. Yeah. When Ch- uh, Chino Achebe wrote, there was a country, yeah. everybody started saying this about tribe, this, this, this. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody mm-hmm. tries to make it mm-hmm. a tribalistic thing, but it is what it is. You know, so I agree with you that there's no easy way to annul the constitution or to remove the way that it has, um, like the way Nigeria currently operates. But the question is, is it necessary to do it? Yes, it's difficult, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. important that we do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This low pen treasure you're talking about, it's important that blood, sweat, yeah. and tears has to be done yeah. for us to achieve the country of our dreams. Yeah. I was talking with someone on the phone yesterday and we we're talking about, he told me, oh, do you think that we're working as like more than our parents worked? I said, of course we are. Dollar was not five one five when they were there. Exactly. So if I want to, if I want something, if I need something, I have to work twice as hard. What's the no? You have to work ten times as hard. What's the inflation rate right now? I I tell people like on the streets, like sometimes I understand those boys that are washing my cars for no reason. Mm -hmm. I understand why there is. I understand why there's insecurity. I understand why they're stealing because. The same bread that I used to buy for 100 naira now is 600. You used to buy for 20 naira, actually. Sorry, my, I know mm-hmm. I used to buy that. That, yes. that, time, that time I was I, in I, the house. I bought bread when it was 5 naira. But you know when they should not send you? Yeah. And second, yeah. you know, that time mm. I don't know how much. Now mm. give, that time they will give me 100 naira, go and buy sliced bread. Mm. I will go and buy sliced mm-hmm. bread and come back. Value yeah. bread. Just value. I used to do that. Mm. So I have seen this this thing climb and it's not because they've seen my face and said oh this is how much I would charge you that's how much everybody has to buy it in the market that's how much everybody has to buy it in the streets so that's the situation that we're in right now and it doesn't get any better it's always going to get worse no matter what we like we have to demand we have to demand and AOT said something he said it's not about Twitter and yes people like to make like people like us when we say these things sound like Mm. we're very stupid Mm -hmm. but where are your your, where's the infrastructure Mm -hmm. 
Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Where is your grassroots system? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, if you're not able to change that, if you're not able to let them know, it doesn't get better for any of us. No. It doesn't rice, start from the top even. Rice and oil will be shared in 2023. Yeah. And the person that has decided as of now that he wants to be president will become president. Yeah. And it doesn't get better. So I think I'll say a couple of things. I want to, yeah. sp- I want to speak about like the impact of social socioeconomics on politics, right? Yeah. When people are struggling to eat, they don't have the mental room mm. to work, to think about 20 years from now. Yeah. yeah. It's and they live day by day. And so, right now. So, so poverty is one of the biggest tools in political suppression. Yeah. yeah. And so when we're living in political capital, um, poverty capital of the world. You realize mm. that, right? Yeah. yeah. That Nigeria is the poverty. Yeah, Nigeria is the yeah, poverty capital of the world. world. You don't, you don't, and the richest black man is. He's from. He's from, from, from the poverty you, capital. You don't understand how ridiculous that is. Yeah. <laughs> it is very ridiculous, right? Because there's Afghanistan, there's Libya, there's countries Syria. that have there's Syria, there's mm-hmm. Sudan, mm. there's Congo, one of the Congos. Yeah. There are countries that have been living in war in perpetuity for almost twenty years. Yes. And Nigeria yeah. is poverty capital of the world. That's a very big problem. Wow. And so when you have a large percentage of your population, right? Hungry. Hungry. Your English doesn't make sense. Yeah. Your fancy words don't make sense. Your English doesn't make sense. Like, they cannot be thinking of what Barry did not do, what they are entitled to Twitter on. They they can't. Mm. On a day-to-day basis, the majority of... And as I wrote something recently, I said, we that live in southern Nigeria, we are living in an idealistic bubble. Yeah. Yeah. We don't live in real Nigeria. Especially those of us that live in Lagos. Lagos. We we can't feel the pulse. Yeah. And so that's why every time... I say Nigeria's failure is not a failure of poor people who collect bread and akara for mm. elections. It's a failure of elites. Yeah. Our elites have, have our elites have chosen greed, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And their own self-aggrandizement for such a long time. Yeah. Right. Since the inception the of yeah, right? yeah, since so, the inception of the idea of Nigeria. I don't want to, I, I don't say it like this, but the truth is they don't really have a choice. Yeah. Right? They've been lied to for so long by intelligent, sweet speaking, mm-hmm. fantastic people. So if you come to them with rice, they'll collect the rice. Why? Yeah. Because the one that came to them with English did not Didn't give them rice. Yeah. And then they still so ended far. up in a shithole. Yeah. And that bag of rice was taking them for like six months. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, <laughs> need to feed my people. Like yeah. right now. Yeah. Do you get so I think that poverty is like the biggest driver of like political suppression. Mm-hmm. When people begin to, when life becomes better, people begin to ask questions. Yeah. yeah. People are better educated. Mm. Like, what the fuck is happening? They're, chilling, like, they're challenging the norm. Like yeah. But that's because, like, you are becoming entitled. Because you're not hungry. Mm. When you're hungry, you can't. You can't. Mm. So, like, that is, like, that's the first thing. And then on the second thing, which is, like, I'm all for Twitter advocacy. Yeah. I'm a pro-Twitter advocacy fan. And this, mm. is why, this is why I say so. People can go on the streets every day. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's not possible. Not everybody can organize, mm. but people can make noise. Yeah. Mm. And when you look at answers, you, you, noise. you understand that sometimes you don't see it happening, but something is building. Yeah. And out of the blue, a storm can start. Elements of surprise. And, you and, know how, sorry, how yeah. out of the blue a storm can start is such a campaign for bringing back Twitter because it is blue. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. is. So yeah, out of the blue, a storm can start. And so like, I remember first, first day, Thursday, first day, Thursday, protest, right? They're like maybe 200, 300 people, files and some other people. After Nairamali came to say, protest was called off. Mm. So he pissed everybody off. After the IG. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when uh, Rontan said, uh, Thursday is Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, right? And it just seemed like it was something that was going to come and pass. And then Saturday, right? People took a, a you know, on Friday, people went to the mainland. 
right? Um, this guy, um, small, yeah, um, small, small doctor, doctor yeah, some people down the there, comedian right? guy as and well. Out of the blue, like the next day was on on a Saturday, we protested in Koyi. We first went to go, deputy governor's house, and I was screaming at people. I'm like, "What? This guy is just going to speak English? Like, let's go, let's march!" And then after some time, I think Tim Dakula let some people, and then we went and blocked the that round about that. Yeah, and on Twitter the next day, on Sunday, the band SARS. Like, this band is not real. You guys done it four times. Done it four times in like five years. You guys are lying to us. We are asking for this, right? And when we blocked the lucky tour, there were like twenty people there. I, mean, I remember running from one side of the road to the other to side. To the other side. So yeah. Before you know, there were ten thousand people there. Because you get it so it's like out of the blue, things just happen. So yeah. momentum. Yeah. That's why I, I never shape people who protest on Twitter. No, mm. keep no, on do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. You keep on doing it, yeah. right? That's why I was so mad when they banned Twitter. And it's like, eh, people are like, eh, eh. It's not here, yeah, right? They keep on stripping away the rights. So yeah. really, I was talking to Ugo and I'm like, yeah. where, is my, where my mind is at is, so what do we do? What's yeah. next? What's next? Like, what personally, like, I went through in 2019, I went through what I called my, my, something like I question hope. Mm. Like, do I actually have hope in this country? I mean, I'm like, I don't. Like, when I put the one, two, like, the math together, greed, right, and corruption tops the chart. It's so beneficial mm. to those who are enjoying to it. The, to yeah. the elite, you literally have to drag them out of, out of office. office. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no option. Yeah. They are becoming billionaires in seconds. Mm. They are able to transform generations of their families. Somebody will just get one lead and immediately they are rich forever. One contract, yeah. Do you get? And you want them to... To give that. To give that back to you. So that you now have a good country. How does it, like how does it affect them? Oh, I'm sorry. You can have it back now. Do you get? No. Look at their lives. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> if, if, if you look I, at Nigeria, I'm sorry that I upset you. You, you can Nigeria, have it. I've said that, you know, when, when the British handed over... Uh, power, yeah, which was Nigeria was basically a business, yeah, yep. transaction, and it has remained. Yes, yeah. they didn't give it to oh Nigerians have your country back. Just like the elites just mm-hmm. collected this back. Continue yeah. doing what <laughs> we were doing. Yeah, you have the police, you have the army. Mm-hmm. These people fuck up. These you are your tools. Them. These are your tools. That's what Use you them. do. Yeah, the pop see Nigeria's problem is not, and you know why they're smart. Right. These people are very very smart. These elites, they bring religion, they bring tribe yeah. into the issue. Yeah. Very, religion very and social economic things and yeah. When Nigerians see that, the common Nigerians see that, all we see is red. Yeah. They are killing my people. They are killing our yeah, people. Yeah. Bro, at the end of the day, these are not the issues. The elites are there, are eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are not the issues. How many, times, not the issues. how many times have parties, people switch parties? Yeah. It just tells you that. It doesn't even make any sense. Recycled. Abuari son's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Atiku Abuari shaking. Exactly. Exactly. At the court, Tinubu and the president meeting in London. How about that? I entered an Uber one day, right? And the Uber guy said something to me. He just he laughed. I was in Abuja then, like I was working, and he said, "Ah, this religious and ethnic division is the smartest thing this government did to destroy us." I was looking at this guy. I'm like, "How are you so profound?" Yeah, right. You are so profound, my guy, because it is it is very true. Before, look at even answers. Mm-hmm. As successful as answers yeah. was, they're already beginning that those cracks. Before yeah. you know it, like somebody has said. I beg, I beg, I beg. Don't talk about people like that. Oh, I beg, I beg, I beg. Mm-hmm. Nah, this one is a Christian agenda. I beg, I beg. You don't put your best off. Yeah, yeah, Did you get, before you know it, like, it is, like, there's, <laughs> that there's division. a division. Employ. Yeah. And to be fair, religious leaders are culpable. Yeah. yeah. They don't say the truth all the yeah. time. Yeah. Which is what we said on the pod here. We yeah. got attacked for. Which yeah. we always say, but We've always been yeah. saying it, like, but like, um. I'm a Christian. I go to church, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just like, <laughs> the role that they play 
Right. I'm like, bro, I remember when I remember when Good Luck went to Redeem Camp and he knelt down. And they prayed for him, said he's our leader. Do you know what that that the, the optics of that alone yeah, is bro that your demigods have, have claimed these people. He's the one that God chose. Yeah. He's the chosen one. Yeah, so, he say he's Moses. <laughs> man, so, yeah, let's a, let's go back to the whole yeah. uh, man, I believe it's insurgency right now. I don't call it like, I feel Nigeria is actually in this the state of yeah. emergency right now. So this um <laughs> Former Commodore, let me, let me get his name right. Former Navy Commodore, Kuli Olawumi, yeah, made a huge allegation that the people behind the security in the north are in the seat of power. Yeah. And uh, I remember when the Taliban's took over Afghanistan, when Afghanistan fell recently, yeah. there was somebody, I can't remember his name, I can't remember his position in the yeah. government. He's he went on his Facebook account. Special assistant or one advisor yes. to one of the He's always the special mm-hmm. assistant guys, yeah. the funny guys. And he was actually... <laughs> jubi- the devil's on the show. He actually right? jubilated. Yeah. That, you know, Afghanistan has fallen yeah. and Taliban have taken over. In a normal country, that, that man should, should not be, be yeah, near should be a, local go- a local government, yeah. even office. Mm-hmm. Bro, bro, you're making a mistake. Yeah. What's a normal country? Okay, sorry, yes. <laughs> we're not even in, we're an animal farm. I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm, I'm serious. What's a normal country? Because there are different types of countries. Okay, mm-hmm. in a normal reaction. And mm-hmm. no, what you want mm-hmm. to say is that in a secular country, mm-hmm. yeah. Nobody should celebrate that. Yeah, nobody should celebrate. The question that. is, are we a secular country? No, no. definitely. <laughs> even even in your even it takes it down to the constitution. Um, we were doing something in marketing the other day, and I didn't know how bad it was. And we had done the strategy document, and one of the challenges that we we're going to face was dark market. So, what does dark market mean for like people in the alcohol or um, cigar industry? Means that you can't advertise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So right now, I don't know if you remember this Benson and Hedges advert um, yeah, with the paper the gold and everything. Thing, yeah. And it's me, I want mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to Lighthouse Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it's that a... was then. When last did you see an ad for a cigarette? Nothing. No, no. Yeah. Nothing. So that's the whole cigarette industry is now in the dark market. You can't advertise. You can't advertise. You can't do it. You can't sponsor um, shows. Right now. So that's what's going to happen in the alcoholic industry. And she said the reason why this is happening is because Nigeria is being Islamicized. So now think about it from an industry oh perspective. My God. Right now, in the North, you can't have any alcoholic adverts. In- the, I've forgotten that. I don't know their name. His bar or something. Mm-hmm. Recently told people who have mannequins in front of their shops. Yeah. So take it. Yeah. yeah to so take like, it. you can see how this so, thing... So, so, so that's why I said, right? Yeah. I guess you know. So like, they, like people like that exist in our country. country. And, and we have they are in of power. Well. Exactly. And it's not like they're even hiding it like that. Yeah, I mean, the the only face. thing that on the South we are saying is, um, well, we in the South, like, this is not, this is not the North. Our reality, so, yeah. The North is Islamized. Yeah. Like, there's like, it's never hidden. I remember yeah. a, like, a, popo- a popular... Um, and there are Christians living in the North. Like, now imagine what the life for those people are, are right now. Yeah. So I remember a popular actor from the North. I can't remember his name. He said before Sharia, the cinemas were thriving in the north. Yeah. If you actually go and check the history of movies in Nigeria, it has a very strong northern background heritage. Like wow. northerners like watching movies. Yeah. Even till today. Yeah. You know. But he said when Sharia came, they shut it all down. They shut it all down. And we don't get that kind of news because we did south. Like, ah, we have Genesis the Lord. So actually, you understand, like, the, and they ask you, say, the cinema in Nigeria. The what? mass movement of this, because the North is the biggest geopolitical zone in Nigeria. Yeah. I was standing in Gochi yesterday. As the North is. I was standing in Gochi yesterday when I was um, doing my research for something I'm working on. And in this, I don't know what house it is, but Britain, Shah. Mm. 
when in 1953 they had this whole meeting when we were trying to fight for independence or when we were trying to be independent. Yeah. And there was, it sticks with me because somebody asked in the house, how do we protect the interest of the minorities? Example is Northern Nigeria. Yeah. Northern Nigeria is a minority. Are you kidding me? <laughs> And so everything that has been created, everything that we know of Nigeria, everything that has been done for Nigeria is to protect the interest of the North. So for the people who don't know their history, right, if in case you don't know who Loliga is, Loliga is the guy who amalgamated the Nigerian Northern Protectorate with Southern Protectorate. Protectorate yeah. And his analogy was like, it's like you bringing a very rich young bride mm-hmm. and marrying off to an old poor guy. Mm. And that is the struggle we've always been in that we suffered in Nigeria. And, you know, when the British left, it played out immediately from the first coup yeah. and the spillover coup, which is one of the, like, the first coup is, like, one of the biggest tragedies to have ever yeah. happened in Nigeria yeah. because we saw how it trickled down, even till today. And they're making it about tribe. Well, it was lucky. Yeah. It had, well... It has to be it about... Had, it, yeah, it had, it had the undertones and, of and tribe. I feel like we need to understand yeah. why it has to be about tribe. Yeah, because we're different people. We are completely different people. Yeah. We're different cultures. Yeah. We're even talking about tribes and we, we make this nonsense illusion of, you know, the North, um, South, 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 South yeah, East, exactly. Right? That's big. on the three. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are affected by this. Like, it's so much... They've been clamped out that they've almost become extinct. extinct. Yeah, the Nigerian right. so, language is going extinct. Yeah, so yeah. it's a fight for a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, these are the ones that are louder right now. These mm-hmm. are the ones with more population to yeah. have this discussion. It, it, it would always have to be about what and that we was what, yeah. school that of what yeah. was fighting for yeah. before he got executed wow. by the Abacha region yeah. at the end of the day. Bro, if you want to think about what's happening in the Niger Delta right now, yeah. At the point when you want, as a media person, even if you want to go there, they don't even want to hear you because they've spoken, they're tired, people have died, there are people's blood that has been on the line for this, right? And nothing has changed. That's the cleaning up we're today. Yeah, like imagine where somebody was telling me before you go to like they had this river bank and you'd see the most beautiful animals. You have <laughs> that's now, all it, that's all oil spillage. That now you have only oil spillage, right? Yeah. And think about the PIB bill. Have, like, have any of you been to Yenogwa before? No. You should go. So, until you go to Yenogwa, until you go to Bayosa, yeah, until you go to Bayosa, not Yenogwa, I take it away from Yenogwa, it's just like going to Lagos inside mm-hmm. Go to the villages. The hinterland. <laughs> you understand why those people teen, turn to militancy? Mm-hmm. They don't have drinking water. You can dig drill borehole in Nigeria and drink water. When they drill borehole, they drill oil. Yeah. There is no water to drink. There's no table water. Table water is plenty in Nigeria because of our the way the map is cut. We have water around us, an island. So you have you should be able to tap table water. <coughs> they don't have table water. <laughs> I think I think I was, I was going to say something about um I don't want to forget right um about the the North Islam Christianity, you know, it's five. It's, I think it's fine for people to decide how they want to be governed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's my take. Yeah, I actually think that if a people want to be governed by Islam, because like let's not forget, 
Christianity isn't all good. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> we in the South know yeah. how extreme the, it can yeah, be. Yeah, the the evils of Christianity. Like, yeah, Christianity has evolved. I read something I said. Sometimes we're so upset that people's versions of good are different from our versions of yeah. good, and we forget like the history of our own versions of yeah. good. Right. So like Christianity has a hist- has a negative history that yeah. it is correcting. Yeah. Right. Um. So I think I'm saying this to say like people can decide mm. how they want to be governed. Mm. However, people should decide. Yeah. Yes. And in a country as multi-ethnic ethnic and multi-religion, there are actually people who are not Christians or Muslims, yeah. right? Whoa. And like there are Muslims in the no- South and Christians in the North. It is the responsibility of those who are custodians of power to make sure that everybody can exist. Yeah peacefully with like recognition for their religions and their belief systems without anybody being subjugated right and it should be you know sometimes in um then we were talking about ethics when i was working at kpmg Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it should be both in actions and in optics Mm -hmm. like it's not just about what you are saying like what you are doing it's also about what how it looks Mm. right so many of the people many of things that happened is like there was the whole headsman crisis to many people like you can't blame people that will say, hell nah, this is about tribe. Like, headsmen, we are right, right, going around the country and you are not saying, I'm sorry, guys, we're going to fix it. You're making it seem as if it's everybody's yeah. problem. Yeah. It's everybody's problem. Sorry, problem. Yeah. They have farmland. You have cows. You are coming to Ended my up farmland. somehow in Abia State. It can never be my fault. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact <laughs> that we had a fight yeah. cannot be my fault. Yeah. Like, obviously, you, like, you are on my land. Yeah. So, like, how you deal with all the issues that come up and how you create like rules and policies and, to and, become and this particular, this yeah. particular government hasn't done so well in dealing with those Not kind so of well. Issues. They haven't nope. done anything. And, and that's why people keep on talking okay, about yeah. the fact that there's an Islamization agenda. Yes. I don't that's feel, what it seems like. I don't think it's what it seems like. It is what it, it is. What it, is. Yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Because um, let's think about what you just said, right? Um, I'm also seeing, this is why I told you that next one year, you'll look for me. Okay? Because... These people are nomadic by nature. Yeah. Right? Right? They're nomads. And so they even migrated to where they were occupying mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you understand? You can trace these different tribes in, in Nigeria from where they came from, what they do. We have this whole agricultural base in, in the north, mm-hmm. but this agenda has made it very difficult for these two to coexist. Right, yeah. I have a farmland because in my in my in my in my in my family were farmers, and you are coming here with your cow. And you wake up one day and Jonathan, your ruined. And my farm is ruined. Like your, it's hard for me yeah. to work. There was something that happened the other time where they were not allowing farmers bring their produce in yeah. because of the problems with the herds and um, with the herdsmen, mm-hmm. and which is what I was trying to explain to people. And this is what I was trying to say: different tribes, different people. Because you cannot also now bunch everybody in the north and say yeah. they're all the same people. Yeah. They're all the same it's people not, yeah. because the effects of the herdsmen are now affecting the farmers. That in, in turn is affecting the inflation in the country. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's 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 systematic. Yeah, I won't say they are not doing anything. I say they have created it so that at a particular point in 
you know how every country has a blueprint. Yeah, it right? becomes our reality. Right? We have a blueprint where people have said, you know what, this is what we have our dream for this nation. We want this nation to feel like this. We want this to look like this. You see people like in Asia and Japan, they have like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Regardless of where you are, regardless of what person is in place, this is what we have. But we don't know. They, no, we, we don't know. Yeah. Yes. But they know. They but know. They know. They know. Yeah. They know and they are planning everything. It's and they refuse to so show deliberate. No, well. they can't show you because it's not in your favor. It doesn't oh. concern you. No, why do you No, it's not like it doesn't it's concern you. Country. It's yeah. not in your favor. Like, how do you, from not even now that our reality is in the 21st century, from the 19th century, there were things about Ruga, right? There were things that were going to just make sure that you did not have the right to your own farmland, that you as a person, because I was like, okay, man, let's not make this thing about, about tribes. The woman said, okay, let me explain something to you. The culture of these people is to multiply. So you as a Yoruba man, as an Igbo man that has, um, what's, what, what do I want to call it? Like you, you think about nuclear family and extended yeah. family, right? You marry one wife. I give you the same amount of land with somebody from the North who feels or who believes in having multiple right? The religion also sustains it. I would, with population, I would run you out. Exactly. You, I'll make you, you extinct. I will make you extinct. Because while you're multiplying by twos and threes, I'm, I'm multiplying by tens Hundreds. and twenties. So this reality is something that I, won't, I don't want to say that we are not, we are not aware. Well, we have not woken up to it. We, no, we can't wake up to it because there's so many things that these smart people, again, it goes back to the first thing I said, they are very smart. These smart people have put in place so much so that it is ingrained in every fiber, in every set of the country. Every detail. Right? From agriculture. Eco- like, in every way, you are marginalized. Yeah. I'll say something, though. Yeah. I actually do believe that our problems are... I'm trying to... I'm trying to be careful. Our problems are not our problems are, are not completely ethnic. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Not. Mm-hmm. I always say every time I look through history, when countries are bleeding, right, it's actually a battle of oppressed versus oppressor. Yeah. Sometimes the oppressed don't recognize that they're the oppressed. Yeah. Definitely. And they or they recognize they're oppressed and they identify the wrong oppressor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's in Nigeria for long, like we've identified the wrong oppressor. oppressor. Um, the economic mess that we're in, which as I mentioned, is one of the biggest tool of political suppression, is not about any tribe. Yorubas have ruled us. Mm-hmm. Someone from the South South ruled us a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Northerners have ruled us. I think the only tribe that hasn't been allowed to rule us are the Igbos. Yeah. Yeah. But year in, year out, right? you can see a perpetuation of economic suppression. Yeah. Which, whether it's deliberate or not deliberate, I don't know. For some, it might be deliberate. So for some, it's just pure greed that I, leads to this. I feel it's deliberate. And I'll give an example. Sorry, Dad. I'm about to throw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> when Alamesaya was arrested, right? He was arrested in good luck's time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And Early good luck time. Yeah. My dad's response to that when we were in the house was, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, what do you mean, oh my God? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> He's like, oh my God. I was like, okay. And we like, I packed it. Then the guy died. I think he died while in custody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he started shouting, ah, I did not kill my brother. I did not kill my brother. And I'm like, he's your, he's my uncle. Mm-hmm. Like, let me say he's our uncle. But he's like, no, now. Like, it's from our it's side. From our side. I'm like, no, try, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Jesus. Because we like, we talk about like terrorists. He keep on saying like, 
You think Teresa is our biggest problem? Mm. They're not. Mm-mm. Let's calculate the number of people that Teresa have killed. You can check. I did this thing on Twitter one time. They're not even up to 100,000. Now calculate people that have died from curable diseases in Nigeria. Mm. Yeah. From malaria. Just, and died from hunger. In Africa, estimate 20,000 people die from hunger and hunger-related issues every day. That's the real terrorism. Yeah. Look at all the bad roads. How many people die from accidents that could have been prevented yeah. because of bad roads every Plenty. day? Intentionally have bad road terrorism. networks, actually. Look at our healthcare system. That How many exist. people are dying because they cannot access basic medical care? Mm-hmm. Now, when you combine all those things and you combine whatever harm that Boko Haram has done to us, you realize that Boko Haram's harm pales in comparison. And again, when people are hungry, it's easy to convince them to pick up arms. They are frustrated. They don't know what they are doing. Do you know that you, you can, with small resources, you can start a whole... Okay. In fact, we even use this during answers. And I'll use give an example. We have thousands of people at Togate. Do you know people come from very far? Yeah, to yeah. come there. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that one of the drivers was that we were giving food? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah. realize? Yeah. We're looking for food. We're queuing up. We're queuing up for food. that is why... In trying to quash the protest, the first thing was stop the money. Yeah. yeah. Do you get? God bless you. Do you get? So oh it's the same principles that we use that they keep on using. Do you get? You can start a whole, you can start your own sect now of terrorists if you have money. Yeah. Um, do you understand? So it's like, so everything it's about oppressed versus yeah. oppressor. If you recognize the real oppressor, they have been changing tribe, changing name, changing yeah. party, rebranding year after year after year. This, this thing is about money is very true, right? Call it Boko Haram, call it Iswa, Iswap. If you really want to end this, go after the money trail. Yeah. No war is successful without money. Because where do you buy how guns? Did they, how did they stop the Biafran war? Yeah, that's like, there's this. Series. How did they stop? They stopped. They stopped. I don't know if you ever watched The Wire. It's a very popular series, mm-hmm. right? They brought a bunch of cops, very brilliant cops, and mm-hmm. said, you know what, clean the streets of Baltimore. There's too much drugs on it. And they did it. They're cleaning, they're locking people up. The, the detectives now had a bright idea that instead of just locking up these people, right, let's go, let's follow the money trail, right? So there are drug dealers who are paying money to people in the government. Yeah. Once they started following that paper trail, they shut the units down. They shut the unit down because the politicians were uncomfortable. So back to what this former Navy officer said. Mm-hmm. If you really, you really serious about shutting yeah. down Boko Haram, it's, it's not by entering forest. Thank yeah. you. He said it's not kinetics. Bro, shut That's off. what he said. That's, did you listen to that yeah. interview? He said, the problem of Nigeria is not kinetics. I can bring the military here and put them here and put them here. No. Shut, That's not... It's a socioeconomic problem. Is it is religion. From. It is religion. And in religion, it doesn't mean church. Mm-hmm. It's not a church religion. It's not going to church. It is a religion of people in something they believe in that they have used to oppress the people, the larger populace. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. There are people who believe in that thing that that person, that oppressor we're talking about is pushing. And we have not been able to identify the oppressor because we have a lot of distractions. No, no, before we talk about action plan, before we talk about action plan, I'll just think about something. Look at what Nigeria has been going through for the past seven, eight years, since 2015, when I met Ejiro. And mm-hmm. I was telling Ejiro. That was the year Ejiro and I met. So, and I said to Ejiro, in 2015, we thought we were going to be part of the coppers that were going to carry ballot books. Like, we'll be doing the elections. No, no we, 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 they not, they, in fact, we didn't even have an endurance trek because mm-hmm. of the politics that was happening at the time. Ejiro, yeah. right? Yeah. We didn't have endurance trek in our camp. Now, look at that. Small, small. There's no booklets for in the immigration office. 
yeah, anymore. No. Why are you people going to? It's people not accessible. You people die in Nigeria. Right now, MFLA, some people are trying to clamp down on fintechs. I removed all my money from, I won't mention, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to, they are trying to clamp down on, on fintech. FX has gone up. They're trying to stop, they're trying to stop bridge change. They're trying to stop bridge change. Every day, they're clamping down on your freedom. You cannot go to certain places in, in, in the world anymore because there are no flights available in Nigeria to go to those places directly. We're talking about yesterday. There's no flight directly from Nigeria to Dubai. Because you people are... Sh- Do you understand that to... if your passport is, is, is expiring next year, they, because a lot of us have passports that are expiring next year, to renew your visa will be a task. In fact, a very difficult task because you are not supposed to be going anywhere. <clears throat> Afghanistan, or which, which people were that? The people that came to recruit doctors in Nigeria? Saudi, Saudi, Arabia. Saudi, Arabia. Saudi Arabia. They scattered them. You understand, they are literally, this, this is the panic attack I woke up with on Friday that made me call these amazing people. They are crippling us right now. And we are not seeing it. We think it's all banned. They've clamped out. They've, they've clamped down on Twitter. People are seeing it. People are seeing it. People are talking about it. So what are we doing? I feel like we've not come to comprehension. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like we're too, and that's another problem, we're too diverse. Okay, can you say from the perspective that we're too diverse? And all of our problems, all of our challenges are quite different. Right now, one of my biggest challenges is how do I tell stories um, of every community that's suffering from underrepresentation? How do I tell these stories effectively? How do I educate people? I'm really, really, thank you, mommy. I'm really passionate about educating people. And one of the things I've been able to do with stories so far is make sure that they come into the mainstream, right? So when you're talking about politics, when you're talking about economics, like some people, it doesn't really entice them as what Instablog Ninja has to say today mm-hmm. because they need some form of escapism, mm-hmm. right? Escapism so, is huge. It's right? huge, yeah. So like it's, it's our challenges. We, yeah. need, we yeah. do need it. We, We're in yeah. desperate need. As a country, we have suffered from collective trauma. Nigeria at itself needs it's therapy. therapy. Yeah. I agree. It needs yeah. therapy. So uh, we can't say what are we doing because someone listening to this pod is like, but sis, right now I don't even have food. I don't yeah. have food, man. Right? Like, sis, right now I'm looking for a job. Oh, I'm yeah. sick. A friend of mine. Like, I'm sick. When he said roads, it took me to a very weird place. For like two months, I was numb. My cousin died. Going to Bauchi, I think. Is it Bauchi? Yeah. Bad road. It's always bad road now. He was alive, right? But by the time they got to the hospital, so imagine the bad road and the health system failed this boy. Yeah. This was somebody that has suffered, right? And he was just getting, you know, getting himself. And so it, it broke me because everything about Nigeria is designed to, to kill. kill you. Yeah. And if you now shot, if you now go and say, this is wrong, they'll look at you as like enemy of the state. Like, yeah. why are you making this? So I don't, I, I think the question for us is not even what do we do? Mm-hmm. The question is how do we make sure that our collective challenges, right, and our collective realities help us move forward? Yeah. That's a million because dollar that's question. where that's where that's where the people at NSAS got it right. Yeah. Everybody has has witnessed at one point in their life um, police oppression, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And by bringing that collective pain 
and funding. He made something. one voice. Yes, he made one. But at a point, like you were saying during the lucky, um, um, during the lucky talk protest, it was these agrarians that were not taking care of things because mm. ah, you get me. Don't worry, sister. No worry, no yeah. worry. Mm. Oh, you are bringing this. It was something that we all could we could unite on a particular. Thing. One voice. Do you understand? One we motive. Unite, we could unite on a particular One. thing. So I don't feel people are not trying to do anything. I, 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 tell, I was telling someone the other day, I know I might not be able to like start a revolution by myself, but just point me in the direction of the people that are doing it and mm. I will volunteer to... Look at their answers. The wheels like, fall so, off. After yeah. the first day, second day, people are like, come, I should meet you, I should go because this yeah. is what affects me. Yeah, I've, I, I've seen this before. I've seen this happen. And the day I went, I, I just saw people... When I was about to leave, I just saw more people trooping in. And you know that, <laughs> bro... It just takes for a few courageous people to in Nigeria to say, you know what? I also like the fact that the movement yeah. was faceless. Yeah. Because once you yeah. put the face to it, it becomes about that, that person. But I think that yeah. was another thing that was our downfall. I'll say this was another thing that was our downfall because we we were so and that's why they were able to do that to the Igbo people. We were so autocratic that we did not realize that in that division, we should have created some form of collective mm-hmm. that was driven to the end. You said mm-hmm. the, 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 the process was faceless. No, it wasn't. Right? Why is Savi Rooney in the... Um, what's that thing they're trying to do that makes absolutely no sense? The tribunal something, something, yeah, something. that thing. Right? Yeah. Like, we're saying it doesn't have... But these people were able to say, okay, if this person is here, like, they use influencers in marketing, they tried that, right? Mm-hmm. But it was not still the right set of people. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the... The questions that need to be asked, the confidence of those people were not like, imagine putting Adrian in, in that room. He's not going to be asking or reacting to the same questions. Mm-hmm. He's talking to you legally. Yeah. He's talking to you socially. Yeah. So you must give him the answers that actually make sense and solve those issues. Yeah. You're, you understand? When you know how to ask, and it's something I learned from a mentor of mine, she tells you she's asking the right questions to the right people. You can't be asking the wrong questions to the right people or asking the right questions to the wrong people. It doesn't work. You won't have any answer. You're just going to be done like a like a, like a mouse in a species of loop. You're doing rubbish. Yeah. You're doing rubbish. So it's, I feel like we need to get to that point where we are like, see, this is our collective reality. This is our collective challenge. I'm How do to, we I, move I want, forward? I want, to think, I want to talk about two things. The first one is about Ajiro. It's a memory of me and Ajiro. So Ajiro was Platon one um leader or something, right? Oh, and me. yeah, and no, he was that's how much Ajiro was active, right? And somebody in his platoon or somebody in camp had to go to camp court. Do you oh, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, a camp court. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ajiro yeah, is... actually defended that person. And I think won the case or something. What no, is it was a camp court? You don't know. That's the thing. You <laughs> can actually... Yeah, yeah. When you do something wrong in camp. In camp. They, like, they, don't, put the, they don't put them inside guard room. <laughs> well, you, you see, that is, that is what I'm saying. People do not know the benefits of why we have to do NYSC. And I'm coming to the second thing I want to talk about. Wait, I hold want, on. I want hold of them. On. I'm raising my hand. I'm saying I want I'm, of Yeah, I'm going to... I, have, I spoke to a friend after talking to both of you yesterday before even calling Ayo. He's, he's a lawyer also. And his father used to be... One, one used to work as a top person in one of these uh, media spaces. Mm-hmm. He said to me that he, the, the, there's an intentionality to the gap between our parents' generation and this generation. He said, did they ever tell you why you needed to watch the 10 o'clock news at night? Did your parents ever tell you? You just used to see daddy in front of the TV, watching quietly, trying to see. We always just thought it was daddy's time. Daddy never told you why you needed to be watching. Because it is from there, initially, when the truth used to be said, when there was no bias of information, when people were fighting to ensure that the bias doesn't stand, they were saying the right things. And that is why the average Igbo man will stand up and say, 
also Abiola is happening. I need to take my kids and run. Do you know that a lot of we young Nigerians, I was about seven or six when also Abiola happened. So when Abiola died, mm-hmm. I was in Ogun State sometime this week. I was telling Ayo. I met a man there who said he intentionally was causing chaos during the riot in Abiokuta. Which riot was that? Like when the when um, MKO died and yeah. everything, you know, it spread across some some, yeah, some, some neighboring states. states and everything. And he was like, I was part of the people who was creating chaos. He said, the truth is that it wasn't even about Igbo or Yoruba for them. It was just that they were put in the street to create chaos. Yes, that's what he did. Yeah, he said we're put in the street to just create chaos. It wasn't a Yoruba Igbo. Think about but the Igbo man in Lagos, in everywhere, were running back to the east because they were watching on TV and then. They could see the vibrations. They could see the vibrations. There's an intentionality to the gap that we are seeing I think between so. the older generation and we. It's why somebody can say to me, IBB was the best president Nigeria ever had. Or Abacha regime should come back. It's not just that gap. It's also the history. Because if you... If yeah, you, so if the, it's all about... It's the same thing. It's, the, it's, it's those people. How old is my mother? My mother is in her 60s. How old is Nigeria? How old is Buari? Yeah. It's all, do you understand? There's an intentionality to the div- and it starts with removing the history. Why we are not saying it? Why we don't know it? Why my morning is just coming now? And as a person, there was a systematic before, like in the seventies or the sixties. Yeah, the student union was a very, very vocal mm-hmm, mm-hmm, organization mm-hmm. against yeah. oppression. Yeah, Obasanjo just suffered from those people. Yeah. those guys, you know. <laughs> then in the eighties, when the boys in khaki came back, yeah, they started sponsoring. Um, there, was a, there was a rise in um, violent activities from cultists. And that was because they started paying all these, the so-called cultists on campus, started giving them arms and ammunition to fight student union. So that's the what brotherhood that they were supposed to yeah. be. I can remember so, someone asking me, sir, you give these guys guns, you give them like the ammunition for your elections. That's what made that what made cultism so bad in the nineties in the nineties. Yeah. Because when you give these you give these guys all these things, like use them for your elections, use them for all this. When they go back to campus, they're going to kill people at the end of the day. Yeah. What is student union now? The Nigerian Association of Nigerian Students. They were lost during the answers. Yeah. One the one faction was saying we support, one faction saying no, we support the mm. government. You know. So when they, they take education from you, they take history from you, you become zombies. You don't yeah. know who you are. Did I did I say and to any of you that I fear the zombie yeah. effect in Nigeria? Yeah. I fear that my fear is not even that a, a missile will drop. My fear is that tomorrow some my neighbor is going to kill me. Or my neighbor is going to attack me. I fear that zombiness. I, ve- I fear people, that okay. Most people are ordinary. <laughs> Let me just say this. Yeah. Most most people are ordinary, right? And I think what that means is that. 80% of people will go where they're told to go. Yeah. They just need someone who is loud enough. Yeah. Who is Nigerians believe in cult of personality. Yeah. It's not Nigerians. Okay, it's, human it's, beings. It's, 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 it's global. Human nature. Yeah. Just yeah. think about mm. think about the US in the last elections, mm. right? Think about how people people actually said that 5G was spreading corona. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said, said, guy said it last year. Yeah. Not 100 years ago. Yeah, last year. There was a guy yeah. last week. They showed the CCTV footage. He actually wanted to go destroy a mask, a 5G mask in the UK. Yeah. Because so. I want to tell you, UK, you think this is one of the most advanced countries in the <laughs> no. world. So so people are, by nature, people go, typically, typically people go where they're told to go, oh, right? Yeah. Um, I think that for, for those people, who I'm going to steal a line from Game of Thrones. You know, there's this scene where the greatest series ever. Um, <laughs> this guy, Little Finger, mm-hmm. was talking to Cersei. Yeah. And then he said, 
Was this Littlefinger or the other guy? The no, chubby guy? Yeah. Uh, what is Littlefinger? It's actually Littlefinger. Is it power? Is power? Yeah, he said knowledge is power. Yeah, he said knowledge is power. That's Littlefinger. I think that, you know, we need to start throwing our, it's how they say that our hats in the ring or our gilet in the ring, right? As King Obi Woman said, I forgot her name. We need to start doing that. And the thing is, it is going to be painful. We're going to lose a lot, but we need to start. Yeah. There's no other option. Because mm-hmm. what is, you realize that our generation, we're entering the place where we are now becoming more influential. Yeah. yeah. And we are gathering a bit, we are getting more resources. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened before, seems like it wants to happen again, where the people that are already in political office are plotting the next 40 years of Nigeria's political mm, landscape. landscape. Yeah. While the people who could be putting up a fight are focusing on surviving and creating wealth. And the truth is that you will create wealth. Yeah. Because we have, I have many, I know many people whose parents are very successful. And I remember one time, one, a very top guy in the corporate space, top guy, was speaking to us and he said, Every day he sits down with his peers and he look back and he were like, how did we allow idiots run this country? The worst like, of they, us. They kept on saying, how did we? He said, we know these people. There are peers. There are people that, when they were talking, would be like, I beg, shut up. Like, they don't run it for SCG. Exactly. Yeah. But we focus on like, oh, we want to build our practice. Mm. We want to, like, that's what we focus on. The what, blueprint the world has given get, us. We wanted to yeah. do that. But right? they now went into government. But they went into government. And at the end of the day, they went in to get power. And that power is impacting everybody. Oh, so I think we need to, like, I was, I don't know, I've, I've, I've been on the fence about this because honestly, I want to run. But I've been thinking about this. I'm like, so when are we going to run for office? Exactly. Like, the people that are running for office now, they are our peers, but they are not any better. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, the new entrance. Because they are being placed. Yeah. So when are we going to say, okay, even if I'm not running for office, right? This is my friend is running from office, right? I have this amount of influence. I'm going to volunteer media. I'm going to take care of their campaign. Do you get? We need to start doing that. Someone, it needs to be deliberate. We need to start putting, like, training ourselves We need in. to be more deliberate about be, our about future. About it, yeah. Because we will build nice businesses. So yeah. it's not like we will all, we, many of us will, at least the people, like, the conscious people, we're using most of that because we're not hungry anymore. Yeah. Right? We'll have nice, cute businesses. We'll have family house. We'll have house in Banana Island and Nikon Town, somewhere cute. Maybe one house in London. But our children will be having mass depression. Because the economic situation just doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? The country is unsafe, all these kind of things. And we'll be from far saying, ah, shit. This idiot, I knew him from Uniben. This guy should not have run for office, but I did not run against him. Ooh, so I feel so like, true. I feel I like that to me is like my action item. Mm. Maybe 2023, maybe it's gone, depending on where you are in life. Yeah. It's, it's gone, right? It's gone. Maybe yeah. it's gone. Yeah. But really, 2027 will be like 35, 36, 32, 33. We, as in, we need to be deliberately crazy about like, so where are we taking? Immediately after answers, I was so broken. I know. Like I did this whole document, right? I titled it Take Lagos. That's what I called it. Because I was just like, someone who can never be governor again. <laughs> I was so <laughs> mad. Right? Okay, sorry. Sorry. Um, Whatever. My solo, someone who friends. Yeah. <laughs> but I was really pissed off, right? Yeah. Um, And I did this whole document. So I was like, I think we should focus on like taking Lagos. Like, forget about any other office. If we, there are enough elites here, there are enough smart people here, the poverty rate in Lagos is lower. Low. If we take Lagos 
that's a big hit on the government. Yeah. Do you get? It's like it will be such a big win that people across the country will be like, wow, they adopt it. Do you yeah. get? That's what I was thinking. And then I just got tired. Right. But I think that we need to start doing deliberate things like that. We have people actually come together. It's not like hundred people running for office. No. no. It's like people come together and say, okay, actually, we're taking this seat. Mm-hmm. We see it from the beginning. You see the seat. We're taking this seat. And we take it. Do you get? And it will have a ripple effect on how people think about like they will see ordinary people like them come out so, and start. Yeah, do you get? Yeah. So I feel like that's what we need to do. Yeah. And everybody has a role to play. Do you get not everybody will run for office, but some yeah. people need to. Like some people are good with strategy. Yeah. Some people yeah. are good with marketing. Yeah. Some people are good with raising money. A friend of mine created yeah. a whole group on um on Telegram, right? Called Disruptive, yes. And the point was to, you know, do what Ajo has said. And mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you because there's no way, there's no way you can effect change without a plan. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. When you were referencing um Game of Thrones, what I really wanted to reference was the imps um dial uh, monologue at the end, when mm. he talked about stories, he mm. says what unites people, right? Yeah. And he, he wove this whole tale about the story of Brandy. Like, I can't forget that because people will be influenced by stories yeah. mm-hmm. of people. And then there's also the influence of network. Look at the Obamas. Bidding didn't win because of, no, there was a circle from entertainment right to politics yeah. that ensured that this Donald Trump you have to go exactly you yeah. understand exactly. It, was, exactly. it was a story of it can be right this person can do and yes you might not agree to with, with the way he's doing everything but there was a story yeah. there was a there was a plan right so when he's talking about you running strategy you raising funds, you doing this. We need to we need to do that. And I really did feel like what was going to be next for Nigeria was for us to come together. In that same way, we were able to do this collective, right? And run these things. And and I think I think our generation needs to also know is that when there's a reason why these men meet at the dead of night. There's a reason why they meet in closed rooms, right? There's a reason why it's called a game. You can't play a game when you're showing your um you, um you, your all your all your tiles on you, the you table. Can't, you can't put all your cards and say, you know what, mm. this is what I'm going to do. Drew. You hit them with the element of surprise, surprise. right? Because one of the things that they never expected in the answers was the fact that we're going to rally. And the, and the duration. in that number, in Jonathan, in that and number, in that number, they did not expect that from the Nigerian. They were surprised. First of all, you are lazy. Exactly, they told you are lazy. How dare you come in your number? Exactly. And Stop money for me. Exactly. Do you understand? They call, the, the adjectives they used to describe us are so disenfranchised. Like, they're so, they're so off. They are intentionally, and they're intentionally crippling so that the, the, that guy, that guy on the streets, because I think when we think about Nigerian youth, we think mostly of we who have um, Android, um, that can afford data. They are youth who, this Nokia touch, they don't have. So when they tell that guy he's lazy, he's going to say, I mean, I can't even afford to buy a phone anyway. So I'm lazy. So he's going to believe it. They use those adjectives intentionally. They are cognitive biases. We've been talking about cognitive biases since yesterday. If you tell a person that there are a a lot of Nigerians are driving red cars now, when you go outside, you will be looking for red cars. Yeah. Yes, I was looking for a Q7 like a mad person because Mm -hmm. somebody that, which is dear to me right now, drives a Q7. So I'm just like, when I'm, I'm at work, I'm like, oh my God, I see a Q7. Oh, that's a Q7. They use cognitive biases to cripple us. They tell you you're lazy, you're going to believe it. They tell you that you can't do this, you're going to believe it. We need to start, when, 
that thing that we personally do for ourselves that we say uh, what what do they call those words words, words of affirmation yeah. we need to start saying it to ourselves and make it so loud that the media starts to call us that thing maybe gen- then i feel like there'll be a it'll be a cascade it'll be a ripple effect to the roots to the people at the roots that 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 have been told from and you know these guys are very smart they know that they can't infiltrate you and i they go to those guys because those guys are gullible and I'm sorry that I used the I word I don't, I don't want to like, use the word gullible I don't feel like they are gullible so and for lack of a better word I don't want to use the word gullible it's because they do not they don't have access as much as you do do you understand I was saying to somebody yesterday somebody was asking me so a friend of mine in the US was asking me that am I trying to say that Nigeria has expensive data I said do you know that interestingly in this in this part of Africa Nigeria actually has cheap, cheap the cheapest data. data go to South Africa yeah bro I was about to say that nothing is ridiculous the only one of the countries with best with good data that is affordable and accessible and really fast is Kenya. Like Kenya has very fast data. But around Africa, imagine as beautiful as South Africa is intentionally the black African is not allowed the the freedom to be able to afford data. I went to South Africa to work in 2017 and a black couple came to me in I was the I was in Johannesburg. I was at um I, I was at Rosebank for for but somewhere I, I remember the name and I'll call it. It's it's between Pretoria and Johannesburg, so it's a very popular place. That's where the Marriott is in. Africa. The name of the place was the venue, but I remember the name of the area. They came to us, and um, I used to work at Alara Concept Store. It's a concept store here in, in Lagos, and I, and we took that place. That's where B and O, all the luxurious stores have, and they came to come and see the pop up. They said it was black people who were there. Let me tell you how disenfranchised we are. They said, we're black people who have done this pop-up. You guys should come. Those, that couple intentionally came to see us, not to see what we were selling. They wanted to be sure that it was black people who had come to South Africa, Johannesburg, this particular area. I need to remember the name. If I type in, type in the venue South Africa in Johannesburg for me, tell me the area it is in. So come and do a pop-up. They asked me questions. All the brands we're spotting were all African brands. And we're selling them in USD. <laughs> Fuck you. The audacity. Fuck you, whoever that power is in South Africa. The venue. Just type in the venue in, in Johannesburg. And they're like, it's in dollars. I said, yes. I said, you're not pricing it in rand. I said, no. By the way, dollars is not the gold tender in South Africa. Yeah. You should never call dollars on the streets of South Africa. I said, no, it's in dollars, yes. They were like, Really? They went away. They came back. I need to find that video. I need to find that video because in Melrose Arch in Johannesburg, they came back crying. She and her husband, young black couple, they came back crying with a bottle of champagne for us. And my boss was like, my reporting line at the time, Orma was like, why are they crying? They were like, it has never happened in Melrose Arch that a person, a black person, will have the, has the audacity to do this. And, and we were just like, hmm? But it's South Africa. I say yes. That the person who sold, that rented their house to them, the only person that, rent, allowed, that, that, that decided to let them rent house in Merrill's Arch was an Indian. Yeah, there are a lot of Indians in South Africa. Yeah, was an Indian. Do, they do, a black person shouldn't leave on Merrill's Arch. Shouldn't leave. Not even do business. Shouldn't leave. And if you're doing business, you're not more than the doorman, the waiter at the restaurant, the Uber guy that's going to come and drop off the nice, elegant person. You are not supposed to be anything. Mm. And you guys do, didn't stop there. You guys brought a business here. 
and you had the audacity to price it in dollars. So what when is this audacity entry 2023? <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. I'm, I'm telling I'm telling you this because I need us to understand how even as black people, there's you a see, lot of darkness. No, you see, black people, that one is supposed to be another state. That's another, <laughs> that's another mountain. It's well, I feel like I feel like mountain like, first. Wait, I, I don't feel like that because it kind of trickles, right? Yeah. Okay. So reading this, right? They, spoke about the marginalization of black people in America, right? Mm-hmm. And I was telling Ugochi, I have never really thought understood of it. the collective trauma yeah. the diaspora has. But now thinking about it, it's only trickled down into the country because yeah. these people colonized us mm-hmm. as well. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So it is still that same audacity. It is still that same bias that has trickled down into the system of government that we're running. We're talking about our black leaders. Yes, we're still talking about how the uh, like we're in a new um, colonial state, right? That's what Nigeria is in right now. Mm -hmm. The only reason why we're in this right now is because we've been colonized by these white people, Mm -hmm. right? Who have told them these are the tools that you use for certain things, right? Which is what we're still using. So we have become our own colonizers. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's not, I don't think talking about the black race is very is is distinct. No, it's not distinct. It yeah. is a collect. It is a collective thing that we are all facing in different places. Because I remember somebody saying, "You know why answers hurts me is because we're doing Black Lives Matter. We're talking about the white people pulling guns on us. No, but you're here, and a black man is pulling a gun on you. And you said you're being shot down Do for understand? doing that. So you're you're having that because at the end, the frame of mind is coming from the sec from the from the um indoctrination of the white man. So you don't even see the next person as a human being. Yeah. The person is just something you can use to do something, to gain something. It's commodity. It's an object. The person doesn't exist. So it's, it's everywhere. Once we understand as black people, right, where we are and what our problems are and the, should I say, the unifying factor, it changes. Yeah. Because one of the greatest funders for answers were people in diaspora because they're like, nah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Cryptocurrency was why was cryptocurrency yeah. an issue because yeah. they knew this was the best way they wanted to do this. It's not it's not independent. They both exist. One of the that causes is a ripple effect. Yeah. from there to, to here. here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And think, it's madness. Mm-hmm. I, I think I don't know. Um, I think I've I've had my own dose of like Nigeria today, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but I think like for me in closing, I just think for our generation, right? Hopefully, NSAS is not our highest point. Yeah. 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 Because there's a real risk that that happens. And so what's going to happen is we'll have kids and I'm telling them, if you know in our time when we did NSAS protests. Like oh, our parents told us about June 12th. Like our parents mm. telling us about June 12th. When in actuality, it's a communal struggle. Why are you telling us about a protest as if you're no longer part of the country? Yeah. Exactly. Which is one of my issues with like the baby boomers and like our parents like, Gee, like, don't be telling me, yes, I'm proud of you. Like, why are you proud of me? Get on the freaking streets. Don't tell me you're proud of me. Like, yeah. that's how I felt. Yeah. But, like, that's just by the way. I think we should consciously think about it. Like, it cannot be our highest point. Yeah. Like, we need to have a wave of success in, like, actually doing, doing things, something. Yeah. Right. And at least we should try. Yeah. Like, at least, like, that's the. That's like we try we owe it to ourselves, like we we owe it to ourselves to try. And then if we try and we fail, like we say, oh, this is actually the things that and I'll just I think one example and then I'll like close. Um so I I do not I did not like Donald Trump, but mm-hmm. I have no um issues with the Republican Party because mm-hmm. I think some of the things they do and say make sense. I don't like Donald Trump, not 
because of policies. I don't like this person. Mm. Just irritate. Yeah. 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 Quite annoying. So, but there was a democratic democratic county. There was, there was a former democratic state or like city or something, right, in the US that they lost to Donald. They, they lost to the Republican Party, and a black woman in that community was like, as much as I hate this guy, people felt. Like you saw the message vote for him. Yeah. Dig it. So it's like I don't assume that I am smart and everybody else is dumb. Mm-hmm. So why did they, they vote, vote for, for him? him? So she started a, a caucus, right? And what they did was they went door to door mm-hmm. to ask people, like, sorry, who like who did you vote for? People that voted for a problem, like, so why did you vote for them? They took down the the, the like the points. Yeah. They promised us this. They said they would do this. People did not do that. People they wrote it down. Then they started meeting. As a democratic team, and every I think it was in Georgia, you know, they flipped Georgia, yeah, they yeah. Flipped Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So every like weeks and stuff, decided like driving change, even within their own party, like self introspection, like guys, people are daft. This is why people are not voting for us here anymore. <laughs> yeah. See our problems, right? And it was like a deliberate effort, like I think. Obviously, that was midterm. So over the two year period, they had organized protests, don't organized sit ins, don't draft legislation pushed it to like, they had done different things to change and then they flipped office. It was deliberate. So like, across Nigeria, we need to have in projects. Who yeah. was lucky? What team of people be like, have good ideas and ideologies, right? Yeah. Put it down flat. This is our ideology. This is what we believe. I keep on telling people like, sometimes they say, but you don't have any experience. You think running a country is easy. Yes. With all due respect to everybody else, bro, bro, Obama, yeah. Obama was a one-time senator when he ran. When he ran, like, exactly. like people like, over, like, I, it's crazy. I say, if they gave you Nigeria and they said destroy this country, you cannot do what these people have done. Like, if that was your goal, you yeah. cannot make it this bad. Yeah. So, and I keep on telling people, if if all you do as the leader of a state or a local government is that the money they gave you, you use it for the things that are yeah, in the budget. Yeah. Nigeria will be transformed in eight years. Yes. If all the money for road was used for road mm-hmm, and all the money for security was used for security yeah. without any overthinking, yeah. strategy, long-term vision, yeah. mm, mm. that's a basic thing. Mm. Nigeria will be significantly transformed. Yeah, we don't even have that. So, yeah. yeah. I have a question. You said something about trying our best and failed. I have two questions, sorry. Do you think people, not like me or you, that know it's a long game, who came out because they believe in something who lost people during the ENSAS um, protest, do you think they're thinking they've tried, this is my best, and I failed, and now they've resigned? That's one. Number two, talking about the budget, I'll go to the Constitution. There's a clause that says when they're still sitting, I can't, I'll, ref- I'll paraphrase a lot, because obviously I don't know the law. So <laughs> there's a clause that states that... Um, while they are still deliberating on the budget, right? The president can, you know, going to the press, not going to the press, like mm. take from and do some things, you know, that he's yeah. didn't fit to do. So even the budget that is declared is non-existent. It's just a figure that they've told us they would do. So, for instance, if they say for education, they're going to have thirty million. Let me just say thirty million, right? And this is something that they are trying to decide on and whatnot. During that deliberation. Um, Bubu Kangan say, you know what? Let me take fifty million to the, like they are declaring verbally. It's not something that's being financially mm. tracked, right? This this is how I understood it. Yeah. Right. So I'll clarify. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you think just talking about budgets and people doing what's in the budget? Do you think that these people actually have the actual amount 
that is being declared to say, fix this. Do you think they they have that money to say, if I actually use this for the budget, I would be able to transform this place? So I just wanted you to help answer those two questions, especially because I'm sure like you know more about the constitution and how it's going to, okay. and how it would work. For the first one, right? I really emphasize on how the best of a place is like the key, mm-hmm. not the mass. Mm-hmm. It is the best that will drive the mass. Okay. And that's why if you look at all the successful ish movements, right? Um, they had losses, mm-hmm. but the people who were leading them were not giving up. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is important mm-hmm. is that it is the people, typically people who are leading them have some comforts that the rest don't have. Yeah. So if you have already broken out of poverty, mm-hmm. right, it's easier for you to take care of people, to motivate them, right, to do the other groundwork, to like, why? Because next day you don't have to bother, bother about food. But someone who has bothered about food the next day will take an L and just be like, hey, I want to run. But with constant motivation, like, good leadership, mm-hmm. like, do you get strategy? Mm-hmm. People will switch in and switch out. Do you get, you'll be able to, how do I say it? You'll be able to keep something moving yeah. if you're thinking about it right. If you're passionate, if you're convincing, if you're a visionary, people, there's no there's no movement in the world that would not die. Mm-hmm. People always died, but people kept on going. Mm-hmm. Look at Hong Kong. Now you cannot blame them because now they're in prison. <laughs> yeah. But in a country of 7 million, estimated 2 million people were coming out every weekend for almost... Seven months. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Two million people. Out of seven. Out of seven million. So in, in the Nigerian context, that would be what? A third, a mm-hmm. third or a fourth. Mm-hmm. That's what? Of 50 million. million. Yeah. If 100,000 people protest in Lagos, they will listen to you. Do you get? So if, if somebody is able to keep on going, right? It's, and those people too will get tired. But like in your leadership structure, you plan it. It's like, that's why it has to be planned. Yeah. That's why... As beautiful as Entas was, that was both a good thing and a bad thing. I understand everybody who wanted it to be leaderless. And to your point, it was a bit leaderless. Let me tell you why. Everybody that was a figurehead of the protest said, go home when coffee was announced. Yeah. Fao said, go home. Rinu said, go home. Everybody said, go home. Go home, go home. People, I housed people after like the morning after. I housed three people for a couple of days because they couldn't go home. Social was still at, so they couldn't pass anyway. So they I passed a couple of them. And I was asking him, like, what like why didn't you guys go home? And when they said talking about it, Jiget, it's like the, the pain was too much for some mm, of them. Yeah. Do you understand? So they couldn't like it was not about somebody random, telling some celebrity telling me to go home. Like, yeah. I don't care about you, sir. It's not because of you I came out. Jiget. So that was a good thing, but it was also a flaw. It was a flaw because we couldn't. At that point, we, we could feel the heat. The heat had been coming. Well, people were like, mm, I think we need to pack, right? Let this heat pass. It'll come out again. Mm. We couldn't pack. Do you get it? Because, because we couldn't tell people what to do. Yeah, yeah. it was already We couldn't tell people what to do. You guys, people were not listening. The I, engine was running. I was, I was part of the cleaning group. I was telling these people, go home. Like, you guys should come out of that place. Like, go home. One guy told me, I said, this means I'll die, I'll die. Funny wow. enough, I saw him some weeks later. He, no, I didn't die. Some weeks, some weeks back. He was there when the gun shooting and everything was happening. Yeah. And he was this an Uber driver now. And he was just talking to me about like the experience. But that's, that's just by the way. So I mm-hmm. think that with like good leadership, right? Where the ideologies are set, where there's sort of like a direction, mm-hmm. you can make it work even though you experience losses. That's the yeah. first thing, right? Um, and also, okay, 
Now, I, I don't think about country, but that's the first thing. For the second one about budgets, just you think about a country, right? Just think about a country like a company. Yeah. Right? Even in companies, set a budget for the year. Before budgets are approved, sometimes you're already in the end of the third quarter. It's not a problem. Yeah. That's what happens in every country in the world. Mm. So what would typically happen in some companies, this is what they do. If there's a budget for 2019 that was approved, why are you trying to approve the budget for 2020? We will be spending based on the 2019 budget. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get until we approve the 2020 budget and then we'll adjust for it. So I'll give you an example. If in 2019 our budget approved budget was 100 million, no, 220 million, mm-hmm. and so it meant that in every month, right? Let me just this is not accurate, mm. but this is just like a rough mm. in every month, we budgeted 10, 10 million, mm-hmm. right? In the new year, we have proposed a budget of 240 million, mm. right? Mean that in every month, we're supposed to spend 2020 million mm. before that new year's budget is approved, we'll be spending. 10, 10 million. Yeah. Because the last approved budget we had was a budget yeah. that allowed for 10 million per month. Yeah, yeah. So it means that at month three, we would have spent 30 million. Mm. In the new year, we are entitled to what? Spend, to have spent 16 million. million. Yeah. So what we will now do is that when we when the budget is now approved, we'll now say, okay, you know we're supposed to spend 60 million, mm. but it was not approved, so we do not spend 60 million. We're spending 10, 10 million. Now, between the fourth month and the last month, we are going to spend that extra 30 million mm-hmm. in the remaining months mm-hmm. and add it jiggered. Yeah. So that's how it typically works. So yeah. it's, it's common everywhere in the world. Some countries always approve their budget like before the end of the year, but okay. some don't and that's fine. Mm. But the thing is that there's, there's logic to it. These mm-hmm. things are, there's, mm-hmm. there's logic mm-hmm. to it. So mm-hmm. even then, okay. And then your second question on that was about like, do they have the money? No. Budgets everywhere in the world, in companies everywhere, budgets are made on two things. Budgets are made on expected expenses and mm-hmm. expense budgets, which is how much you spend but there's a revenue budget. Mm, which, which is, is what is it? Which is what how is much you expect actually, that you yeah, get. Yeah. Many times... It's how fashion works. Sometimes, the money you get is not up to the money you thought you get. Mm-hmm. It happens. You are supposed to adjust for it. Mm. But the Nigerian problem... <laughs> the Nigerian problem is not that... The, sometimes money we get is not what we expect we get, but that's the only problem. Our real problem is that even the one we get, a significant amount of it is lost in transition. Mm. That's, that. I gas. say this not, not based on conjecture. I say this as fact, not because I know, not that I not hear, not maybe not when, when, this, when this call ends, I'll tell you, I'll give examples, but I know as fact that most of our, not let me say most, because we say, yeah, how do you know? Okay. <laughs> but a lot of the money that is budgeted and actually disbursed is lost in transition. That's our bigger problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh God! Wow. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. I think we've had a very healthy discussion. We need or unhealthy discussion about Nigeria. I promise you, this is probably the best episode of two, three, four you ever listened to. And yeah. It should be that. Part. It should be. It should be that blueprint moving forward for anybody who is passionate about Nigeria. Because honestly, we can't keep living like this. We like can't. Said, like, it's tiring. Our parents brought, bought, were able to buy brand new cars. Anybody that buys a brand new car today. You are doing the Don't you make? Don't for the guy to go. The other day, the other day, um, we went for research because I work in an agency as well that mm. does like um wines and spirits. Mm. So we went for research. Research, and my office is quite fun. It means going to clubs, going mm-hmm. to lounges, and I was there for like three hours, and my colleague, I mean, in three hours. With the big spenders, we calculated nothing less than 20 million. Mm-hmm. Crystal, Casa Azul. That's why they will give you, they will play songs for you. And sure they put like, no, I'm, I'm just trying to say, like, 
it, it, it's there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's there. Like, you're saying people who buy cars, people are buying cars, stay. Bro, I've said it that this particular place we're in has the best, mm-hmm. most expensive cars in Lagos. Say it every time. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, has the most expensive it, cars it, it's in It's so Lagos. crazy. But also another thing, I'm not, I'm not sure, like, maybe people who, like, on 234, like, listen to 234 and people who want to share this with other people, first thing you should tell them is, it might be a while, like while you're listening to this, but this yeah. is something you definitely have you to, listen to listen to. Death. Right? Because what we what 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 you guys are doing with this pod right now is basically taking issues that some journalists really do try to put in the news, but it never makes the rounds. Yeah. I remember when I was talking to you and um Motalani AOT and we we're talking about like impact of certain stories in music and then like in the media and you know, you write a very hard like detailed article you know that Whoa. should have some impact and then you're looking at your numbers you know nothing then somebody speaking. writes about a goat that gave birth to a human and that's bra, you know bra. you know that's that's mm-hmm. very that, that does, it does the numbers and like bro, bro it does the stupid numbers and then you know how to start asking your, yourself why am i doing this we need to be able to have more of these conversations in in pop culture should i say in pop culture so so for me for me as as a journalist last note uh I see a lot of people criticizing journalists, right? Especially the ones in the YouTube media space. Just know that for every journalist you see in the YouTube media space, he's like a marketer in the bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy has 5 million page views to produce in the month. Mm-hmm. You can't go and tell your boss that I think I want to do an investigative piece on <laughs> NURTW and it. My editor will say, my friend can write about David and Choma. You get your 2.5 million. You don't have of your page views then. You, journalism as it is, the journalism that we see, I'm saying, oh, New York Times, bro, it's funded there. Yeah. Journalism is an institution on its own. You do not touch. That was when Trump was trying to interfere with journalism in America. So it was a big deal. It's freedom of speech for everything. As it is right, right now in Nigeria, journalism is such a poor job that the biggest, their biggest customer is basically, the biggest customer of journalism is basically the Politics. government. The government. Yeah. See, editors in chief. Like he said, the editors in chief that will buy brand new cars 2023. Just watch. Yeah. And your, uh, the, the, the aim for every editor in chief is that, Omo, let me just do like what? Let me double like family additional. Mm. They give me a job. I'm gone. There's no chasing the truth. There's no point. Which truth? The only truth is, I want to be rich. My family's rich. Whatever happens. And that's the mindset of a lot of Nigerians that yeah. as long as I can just find a way to break the matrix and just become rich on my own, I get my own estate, I get my own Jeep, they've tied it, you know. <laughs> I can mentally block away what's happening in Nigeria. Yeah, I get a yeah. ticket car, so I don't see the, the children who are begging <laughs> on the road. Yeah. I don't see the children who are begging on the road. It's fine by me. But at the end of the day, yeah. there's a popular producer. You saw me. I won't say so. Me wealthy home, right? Mm-hmm. And you think that guy, Kara Kano guy, shouldn't even be worried about how Nigeria will fuck you? Yeah. But he recent, he lost his brother a while ago. Yeah. A drunk policeman was driving. Cheat yeah. his brother. And this is a guy from the 1%. Yeah. So no matter how, how safe you are, look at the whole NSAS riots. You get your fancy estate. But these boys that are hungry will climb over those Break your gates in. and fuck you up. See one million boys on the mainland. Yeah. They're entering from street to street. People had to come out. Vigilantes had to come up again and say, we'll fight you people. There was no police because police think, are not paid to I do that. I think there was one street in Surulere. They wrote to them. They wrote to them back. They wait you. Yeah. Yes. Police like, are not paid to protect you. That man, that's why they, these policemen, tools. policemen pray that ah, they should just make me like a security detail in one mm. of these rich men's city. I'm good. Look at the p- policemen in Do you think those guys will now say they want to go and chop bullets when they can be collecting dollars? They're not even paid enough for that. They're not paid enough for They're that. They're not paid enough for that. That is, look at Abakiari. 
So look at all the money they said he allegedly stole, right? <laughs> now imagine Abakari becoming IG and the first thing he says is that no more checkpoints, no more. So look at the, the guys on the street look at oh guy, are you mad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are collecting on let us collect our own JJ as it is. So at the end of the day, we have to just have this conviction as a generation, as a people, that if we don't fight for Nigeria, Nigeria will kill us. Yeah. It will kill us. The, the, in closing, the, the, the fight for Nigeria is a collective one. Yes. I've said it on this pod before, that we should be very careful of the sides that we choose because when, when you remove yourself from a system and say, well, it's not affecting me, so... It's affecting. Everybody, Bobo Amala, how do you say it? Bobo Amala, breakfast. breakfast. We all eat this breakfast. That's what's going to happen. Because, God forbid, one day now, you go out, you get That's shot. That's what's going to happen. And your 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 own hospital is far. I told you I was. Take you to I, was I was stabbed in 2018, and this it happened January 4th, around 11 a.m. 11 p.m. I went to different hospitals. No hospital was open. The ones that were open didn't want to take me because there was no statement to say how oh, it happened. Oh, yours is nice. Our, our, our former family driver, right? Yeah. He entered Kekemawa in the morning. Mm. This was like around 5 a.m. Or no, this first I heard of one Charles yeah. Kekemawa yeah. before. He entered, uh, apparently they're robbers. Mm. They robbed him, they stabbed him. They dumped his body in front of the hospital. He was bleeding. And nobody, could, nobody was going to help They him. didn't open the gate, man. Yeah. He was so, luckily, he just had enough power, energy to call his neighbor. It was the neighbor that came to me, that came there and I said, he's not a thief, that mm. he was robbed. Yeah. Another money to treat him. Yeah. Imagine if he just died there. That institution yeah. of getting a statement first yeah. before you are being treated. Because I asked my sister, it was so weird to me, why um, I need to get a statement yeah. first. I think it was, there's this girl that died, Bagada area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was trying to get like an understanding. My sister is like, because a lot of time, kind of blame these practitioners and whatnot. And she said, first of all, you need a statement. That's where the problem is. That I need to treat. Because I told her, doesn't that negate your Hippocratic oath. Yeah. But like the government has said, you need a statement before you treat this person. Most times when you now decide to treat this person before a statement, you are doing it at your own risk. Yeah, That's why in certain general hospitals, there are like mini police stations there so that that statement can... And I'm like, okay. Because we work for a series now. <laughs> Even if you're a criminal. I, I almost died. You're you know a criminal. They will treat you. They will they'll you drop your, They'll literally drop your body for the, the yeah. hospital. And somebody will come, somebody come and help you. Look, you guys, I'm I'm even saying this because I'm, I was even, I'm decently dressed and all of that. So when this happened, the people in the hospital they were doing it like under the table. We had to pay twenty k for her to bandage my. They couldn't. She said she wasn't going to stitch it because she doesn't know who I am. So she tied a very tight bandage and my hands swelled up like this. If I was going to die, that's my business. They collect their twenty k. So at the end of the day, you know, I I think Osage and I and somebody else were recently talking about it that no matter how wonderful. Or properly planned your estate is right. You can have navy seals in front of your estate, hmm. but trust me, if ten thousand boys are coming. Element of surprise. Shoot? They are coming. How many you now want? They shoot? are coming. Element of surprise. They and this whole coming. thing of oh, they created poverty so that they could use these guys, but now it's getting out of control. Yeah. And the, these elites from from Ikoyi here to Mutala Mohammed. We escort. Taking it back to the interview with um, Commodore Conley, yeah. he said. No matter how structured, some people are saying, oh, the army was sleeping. No matter how, there's they a process bust. to go into the armory to go and get guns. You don't yes. sleep with your gun by your side. They go bust there's you. a problem. There's, there's, there's a process. So That no matter what you do, the element of surprise will always win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 
and I think as Nigerians, we should not start thinking about it towards our government. Yeah, we should think about our elements. Make we shock them. <laughs> I was reading a book, um, the book of Night Women, and it was about Jamaican. Um, this they were this, on this plantation, slaves, and they were just tired of how they were being treated, mm. right? And then this girl, she's quite a rebel. She was part of the night women. Like, they're part of these women that were planning this coup and they were on different plantations trying to, like, rally themselves. And at the point, she asked them, how many of um, Bokrana, there's something they call the white people then, like, how many of them can you shoot? She's like, how many? the woman responded to her, like, how many are we? Hmm. Yeah. Tell them. Like, how many, like, how many bullets does he have? How exactly. many are we? Do you understand? And that kind of made my eye open to how these things will work when the mass realize the power when that they have. Up. Yeah, because we're more than Like, you're up. more than the elite. You're more than these people. So, how many of their guns? Before you f- you want to load another round, how many? Yeah, yeah. literally 1%. Huh? Wow. Yeah, 1%. Okay. I think we've done, we've, we've tried. This is 234 Nigeria. I love this episode. Essential. I love this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, please send us your feedback, especially on this episode. You know review. the family right now. Family at 234 call. Mm. Also, review. Leave your comments wherever you listen to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and I think hopefully we won't have bad news again in Nigeria. But bad news, <laughs> bad news in Nigeria right it's now, like some of, news streams. I don't even think it's bad news, it's the news. It's the it's news. news. It's yeah. the news it's at the, the news. end of the day. You guys, replace bandits with terrorists and you understand how Nigeria yeah. is right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's Goodbye, be serious. Goodbye, guys. I mean, peace. Be kind. And thanks Thank for our you. guests for coming in. Thank you guys Thank so you much guys. for having We know you guys should be in church, right. apart from Chidera. Ah, Chidera doesn't believe in church yeah. anymore. Apart from that, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.